0: Hello watch fans, or maybe I should say bonjour watch fans. It's David, the real-time show's resident provocateur, back with another article. Now, if you've listened to these before, you know that I don't hold back, so it's saying something that today's episode might just be my most provocative yet. Here's a quick hit. I'm talking about that most mythical creature in our watch collecting hobby, and that's the one watch person. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback on this article, and the rest of the real-time show team would love to hear your feedback on the show generally. We make it very easy for you to do that, and I'll share contact information for all of the team at the end of this article. Now with that said, let's just jump right into it. Nick Shabazz, a well-known everyday carry YouTuber, has a joke which he may or may not have come up with that I think sums up our hobby very well. I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but he says, My advice for anyone who wants to get into watches? Don't get into watches. Of course, he himself owns a couple of quite nice models, and I think he makes this joke because it captures well not only the self-awareness that we mostly have with regards to our wacky interests, but also just how addicting watch collecting can be. After all, it's not for nothing that our circle refers to this as the watch collecting bug. Granted, I have not tried all the world's hobbies, but I have a hard time thinking that many of them could be more addictive and bottomless than watch collecting. I mean, one day you're thinking, "Ah, I'm just looking for a nice watch, that's all I'll need. And the next, you're weighing out different GMT options because you're driving over to your in-laws' place for the weekend. I started watch collecting in 2010 and did pretty well sticking to a handful of Rolex models, but that changed a few years later as I started to earn more disposable income and more information began to proliferate on the internet and social media. Every year, I'd look forward to picking up a luxury watch. And several times a year on top of that, I'd buy a Seiko or something similar, priced around a couple hundred dollars. I'd sell some things occasionally, but there was much more coming in than going out. And by the summer of 2023, I'd accumulated something like 30 watches. I only have two wrists, and there are only seven days a week. But there was always some justification as to how I'd absolutely wear this particular model enough to make a new purchase worth it. You feeling seen yet? If you think about this, it's one of the great paradoxes in the watch industry, one of two, in fact. On one hand, watch companies will tell you, rightly, that with enough care, your watch will last you a lifetime, accompanying you everywhere on your personal journey, from a mundane day at the office to the most grandiose adventures and milestones. On the other hand, watch companies also spend small fortunes on marketing, always trying to get you to buy a newer watch. This dynamic is only compounded with the proliferation of numerous smaller brands, and again, social media. So, yeah, 30 watches and a luxury car's worth of expenditures. That was my eventual tally. Now, you may be far deeper than I was in thinking, 30 watches is nothing, but outside of our space let's remember that one watch is too many, so 30 is way past absurd. And not too long ago, that inkling I'd been feeling for some time turned into a fully formed conviction. Okay, so let me park that thought for a moment and rewind a few years. I sound American, but I'm actually not. I grew up in a French and English household, and around 2016, I started thinking that I wanted to head back to France to see how I could make a life there work. I'm happy to say that I was able to reach that goal years later finally moving back permanently in November 2020. Planning and executing an international move during COVID was a wild experience, but, and I am totally aware of how ridiculous this sounds, one of the most stressful aspects was figuring out how I was going to get all my watches overseas. How I managed that is perhaps for another article, but more importantly, just as my surrounding changed, changes to my watch-related habits really happened once I started living here. Crucially, differences in insurance policies meant that I had to keep pretty much everything off-site in a safe, and that's when my views on watch collecting started to shift pretty dramatically. From that point onwards, I was only able to have one, maybe two, quote, nice watches out at any given time, and I would find myself often thinking, first, it's really nice getting to wear this watch regularly, and second, wow, I have a lot of cash parked in that one safe deposit box. To top it off, I was only able to go to the safe sporadically, even more so now, so if I started at one particular watch that I liked and then switched out because I just felt like I had to wear the others eventually, it could be months or even years before I could rotate back to it. That realization accentuated even more just how frankly foolish it was to spend a couple of thousand euros on something that I might really only wear a handful of times per decade. It sounds obvious, but that dynamic is completely antithetical to what I should have been aiming for. If you're into watch collecting, you're probably already aware of our hobby's other great paradox, which is actually sort of related to the first. Everyone is always looking to score the next piece, while also reassuring themselves that they will become a quote, one watch person someday. I'd always thought about this as well, and in fact, that was my justification for buying every new watch that came my way. Yes, this watch is absolutely practical enough that if I had to sell off everything else, I'd be happy with this one watch. Effectively, I was not a one watch person, but rather a person who owned multiple one watches. Not the same thing at all. After my move though, circumstances basically forced on me a taste of being an actual one watch person. And let me tell you this, it's pretty freaking great. I understand that some people take great joy in poring over their watch box as they prepare for the day. But personally, I started to really appreciate that all I had to do to put the finishing touch on my morning routine was walk over to my nightstand. Also, as I've gotten older, I've tried to be much more rational in how I spend my money. For me, it's not so much the amount I spend, but rather how much enjoyment I'll get from spending that sum. Wearing the same watch over and over and over again made me feel very happy that I was fully, and finally, getting my money's worth out of a given, expensive purchase. So that was 2020. Now let's fast forward to roughly the present day, summer of 2023, with another big life event looming, becoming fully settled in France by buying a house. If you've been through that experience, or perhaps you're planning for it, you don't need me to tell you that it's expensive, and the spending doesn't end when you sign the papers. Not even close. On top of that, and this is where the depths of my watch sickness become fully apparent, I had my eyes on yet another watch. Since visiting a Cartier boutique with my wife, I had a very strong urge to buy a Santos. But of course, those are expensive, and my newly opened eyes would not stand to purchase yet another watch that would spend most of its life in a safe. And so, yet again, began what I call the dance. I know that you're all familiar with this. You may even have your own name for it also, but to me, the dance is that interplay between the rational and the irrational. That dialogue that goes on in our heads that says things like, yes, you are about to make yourself house poor, but you absolutely must have this trinket whose MSRP could furnish most of it. If there was any upside to this insanity, it's that by that point, I knew that a watch or two at least had to go to make this purchase a reality but something surprising happened. Just as quickly as my watch collecting spooled up, so too did it unwind. I'm not usually an impulsive person, but once I've thought things through and decided to take action, I go all the way. Pretty quickly, my plan to sell or trade a couple of watches turned into a couple of watches more, which then turned into a full-blown project to send out almost every single one of my luxury watches. Omegas, Tudors, a Rolex, all gone within the space of a couple of weeks. How did I tackle this project? I'll share that later because let me tell you, it was an experience unto itself that required quite a bit of work and planning. And if you happen to like data, I've got some really eye popping numbers to share. What did I get? Well, we'd love for you to tune into the article analysis episode that we'll be publishing shortly and I'll share all the details there. So what now? Well, I'm still not down to one watch. And honestly, I don't think I ever will be. Not voluntarily, anyways. That's okay, though, because I now feel much more balanced in where my time and money go. And for the first time in years, I can freely appreciate the news of every new release without automatically thinking how nice it would be to own. And, of course, the watches I have left over I really, really love. And I can go weeks at a time wearing the same one without feeling silly about having another couple dozen I have to get to. In that regard, I'd say that this article is my most provocative so far. In today's luxury watch community, so many purchases are driven by FOMO, and so much marketing feeds the impulse to buy just one more watch. The modern luxury watch industry survives on these beliefs, but what if you could just let them go? Try this go to your watch box, pick the one that most immediately seems appealing, and put everything else away. Still in a safe place, but a little bit farther than usual. Give it some time. It won't take more than a handful of days. And you may also realize that right there on your wrist, you have everything you'll ever need. And that is it for today's article. Thank you so much for listening. And now, of course, I want to know what you think. Are you a One Watch person? Is that something you aspire to be? What steps have you taken to get there? Drop us a line. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at D-A-V-A-U-C-H-E-R. And my co-colleagues can be reached at R-O-B-N-U-D-D-S, that's Rob, and Alan can be reached at A-L-O-N-B-E-N-J-O-S-E-P-H. Of course, we always love for you to use the show's contact form on our website, and you can find that at www.therealtime.show forward slash contact. Again, thank you all so much for your time, and we look forward to catching you on future episodes of The Real Time Show.